The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. All right. Wow. I'm tired. <laughs> Are I'm, you tired? <laughs> I'm, I'm tired and I'm excited. I'm 37 now. Happy so, birthday. I, I feel like we already celebrated. So we celebrated many times <gasps> mm-hmm. along with your birthday. So we're not celebrating again, but this is my birthday podcast week. It mm. happened two days ago. So mm. if you guys want to wish me a happy birthday, you're late. <laughs> <laughs> kind of listener, are you? <laughs> but we are going to continue to celebrate for the rest of this month because... Now, April and my birthday have a complete new meaning to me. For those of you that may not know, April, my birthday was the month that I chose myself, that I chose to go into the second chapter of my life. And so whenever April rolls around, I just start getting very emotional And very grateful, really, just because I feel like I got a second chance in life. And it's kind of this rebirth of me and Chriselle 2.0, really. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I've never been a birthday person. But Mm -hmm. now that I've gone through what I've gone through this past year, I feel like I now have to celebrate life in April. So... Yeah, I guess we'll start off with that because this episode is going to be all about me. <laughs> I love it. Why were you not a birthday person before? I just don't. I I was not a celebration person before, okay? okay? Like I was bother or I just don't have the time? That was Chriselle 1.0. <laughs> that was Chriselle like being like, it's not a big deal. There's always going to be another birthday. There's another thing that we have to achieve that that goal has been said and done now let's just move on what what's the point in celebrating that mm. that was always my mind, mindset it was never present and it was never grateful enough it was always like more 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 i could do more i could do better what's i'll next? celebrate once i get better mm. and that's completely different now because i realized that now is the only time and and we're getting old and we're getting old <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the biggest difference is that I'm able to appreciate everything I have because I literally was stripped away from everything, right? So last year, you know, after I went through my separation, I don't like to say it, but then just to make it sound more dramatic, it's like (laughs) I lost my house. I lost my kids. I lost my family. I lost my marriage. I lost all the stuff in the house. I lost (laughs) everything, right? I, I lost everything that I dreamt of having. And the crazy thing is that I got everything that I had or that I've ever wanted and dreamt of. And once I lost it, I was the happiest I've ever been. I downsized to a way smaller house. I downsized my lifestyle. And it just shows you that I was, I didn't need all that stuff, right? 
I didn't need all that extra stuff that I thought would make me happy. And so there's just a lot of sentiment and a lot of meaning behind the month of April. And our friend, Stephanie, she kept telling me because she also went through a separation as well. I know she's amazing. We should have her on the podcast. Can she please fly from New York, leave her one-year-old baby to be here? I mean, is it too much to ask for? I'm pretty sure she can make it happen. (laughs) But she was telling me that I had my rising phoenix moment. That's what she calls it. What does that mean? So when I looked up rising phoenix, this on Google, this is what it says. To rise like a phoenix from the ashes, it means to emerge from a catastrophe, stronger, smarter, and more powerful. An example of a rising like a phoenix moment from the ashes is someone who opens a new successful business after his previous business has failed. So it's literally failing and then coming back stronger. And I think that's what it means when you're having your rising phoenix moments because you literally have to burn to the ashes to be able to have this new life and this new kind of skin to come back stronger and better and just more powerful. And that's how I feel now. You know, when I was going through it, I felt like I was going through the fire, right? I was walking through the fire and I felt every burn on me. Like I felt the fire in me, in my skin. And for those of you that don't know, I am Christian. And so my pastor would come over and she would like pray upon me and all of that. And she would always tell, I forgot what the verse was, but she would always say something like, you are going to be walking out of the fire. You're going through the fire, but you're going to walk out of the fire without a single burn mark. And that's like what she would always pray upon me. And what's insane now is now that I'm kind of out in the world, like doing my thing, I think I have this newfound joy and this newfound kind of happiness and energy that when people find out that I'm divorced, they're like shocked because they're just like, I don't see a single like, like, I don't even sense it from you. Like, I don't sense that you went through the fire. Like, you went through that. And that was like the prayer that she would pray for me. It's crazy because when I'm out in the world, I just feel so joyful and happy, right? And I think that's my rising to the phoenix moment. Rising phoenix. But I would love to talk about kind of what I've learned for this episode. Just because I think there's a lot of learnings from this past year, I, I was 36 when I was going through that. And now I'm 37. What so a year. Old. What yeah. a year. A year can do. What a year can do. Yeah. So what are some of the the things or what is it called? Not takeaways, but kind of the things that are in your heart as you start 37. I think the number one thing out of all the things is to find, and we talked about this in the previous episode, but to find joy and youth and playfulness again in mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Because I took myself so seriously back then yeah. with my work and with the family. Like there was no room for error for me. There was mm-hmm. no room to to have a little bit of fun. And the minute that I wanted to have a little bit of fun, I would make myself feel really guilty about it. Be like, no, your family needs you. Or no, like you need to work harder. Like you need to make more money because you have all the staff and all these businesses and da da da, da. Mm-hmm. And so I never allowed myself to be in a state where I can have fun and I can have, I could be silly and I could act like a child and, you know, have a fun night without feeling guilty. And so that sounds really silly, but I missed out on what most people experience in their 20s and maybe even in their 30s. Because in my 20s, I was so focused on building my career. And you know how it is. I, 
I, I lost you, a lot of my friends during that time because I was just so focused on working, 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 yeah, working. Yeah, and friendships take time. Yeah. Yeah. And so all I did was work in my 20s. And in my 30s, early 30s, I had Chloe babies, and Colette. Yeah. I had babies. And obviously that takes time too. So didn't have time for myself at all. But now in my late 30s, I have the bandwidth to enjoy life. And I have the bandwidth and the capacity to have some fun. And so that's been, I didn't think that that would be like my number one goal. But as of my 37, I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> it's now or never. It's now or never. Um, not saying that I won't ever settle down again or I won't ever get into a relationship. I'm sure I will at some point. But that's not really on my radar but at also, all. By the way, being in a relationship can be fun. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what everyone was saying to me too. They're just like, okay, just so no. you know, like yeah. with the right person, you can still have this much fun. Yeah. And I'm like, really? You yeah. can? Yeah. Just because that's how relationships work. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I don't that. know. I don't know that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But for me. You okay. know, like for me selfishly, like I want to do all the things I want to do in like 37 for me this year is I want to literally cross off all the boxes of the things that I want to do without having to ask my partner if they yeah. want to do it or, you know, compromising because that's all part of relationships. I get it. Like yeah. you have to find a middle ground where both of you guys want to do something or or one or the other wants to do something and you guys take turns. And that's all part of the building a strong, solid... The contract. Yeah, the relationship. <laughs> but for me, for 37 this year, I just want to do what I want to do. Date yourself, girl. Date myself. <laughs> not having to ask anybody if they want to do it or not. And yeah, when I'm 38, maybe maybe things will look different. But yeah, that is like my number one goal for this year is just to focus on what I want to do because I never got that in my 20s. I almost feel like being single in your 30s after having a career, after having kids, feels like being in college again, but with access, like with money. Because, you know, like- in And with you, it's not just like a little access. You have a ton of access. <laughs> It, because in, in your college years, you have all this freedom, this newfound freedom, but you don't have any money. You're a broke college <laughs> student, right? Yeah. So you still can't do anything. That was me basically in college. But now it's like I have the freedom and now I have the access and the finances to be able to do what I do. So it's really pretty awesome. Yeah. I highly suggest it. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Just drop everything and <laughs> no. just go find yourself. Yeah, I was going to say, I really respect how you are processing this like new chapter like you said in your life you're what do you 37 mean? like I don't know I think we I said it in the last episode you know when you, even when you were talking about co-parenting and I was like are you surprised it looks this good and not easy because yeah. easy is not the right word but it's not as complicated and difficult in dark as I have to say other women have shared yeah. their stories with so so sometimes I'm like the way that Chris is processing her situation and her separation it's so healthy and like, yeah. like it's surprising sometimes. Yeah. And I'm just like, I respect that you're taking time to figure out yourself, find yourself in this new chapter of your life and this new found freedom. Yeah. 
and in this new phoenix rising side of you. Have you seen Hunger Games? No, but I should, right? They, I mean, there is a scene, I think, it, I don't know if, I think it's the same kind of concept where, you know, Jennifer Lawrence is being presented to the, to the world and she starts to spin and her dress that was not a, a pretty dress, like turns into this beautiful feather, glowing, ah. glorious red dress. And they call it the rising of the phoenix. And I was thinking about that and I yeah. was seeing you become that and embrace that yeah. and step into that. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying too, it's like, I didn't think that it could be, I mean, so positive yeah. sometimes. Like I felt like, oh, separation is always so difficult and burdensome and like you're breaking up the family. And you know what I mean? Like so much of the negative sides, but like you are being so healthy about it and you're being so positive about it. And just, and the whole thing to me, at least when I see you, it's like, you're really learning more about yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. what I really respect about you. Oh, thank you. I like your shoes. Where are they from? Thank you. I love these shoes. I've been wearing them so much. Um, they're from Vince Camuto. Oh, yeah. This is the Arissa slide that I'm wearing. It's just been like kind of my go-to spring heel. Um, it's like a, a low heel. A very, very little, little heel. But it just makes everything look chic. It's really cute. Um, do you, Have you heard of Vince Camuto yes, before? Yes, I've heard of them because my sister loves this brand because they carry size 4.5 for petite fierce girls like <laughs> they have your 4.5 so i have heard of this brand because of my sister and she has turned me into a fan because i think that their styles are very cute and trendy and easy to wear um so i i love those i actually got a pair for this spring. It's a green chic block heel that I've been trying to wear with jeans. Oh, I've seen you wear those before. Oh, yeah, they're cute. So I like chic. to have a pop of color because I'm usually just wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Um, and I have, I just also got like a classic platform espadrille because I just needed to mm -hmm. throw my old ones out. And they're both super comfortable and cute. I love them. Um, I noticed that they also carry women's handbags. And I'm currently eyeing the Adina crossbody bag in the taupe color. Mm. It's large enough to put my essentials and run errands during the day, but it's also edgy to wear during the evening. And it has this cute center divider to keep all my things organized. Oh, we love a good divider for a bag. It just is everything. Yes, I, I love that too. And I also saw their Jordy tote caught my eye immediately because it looks cute. It has that big of like a canvas, natural looking, mm. like, you know, like summery spring thing. Um, but it's large enough to and practical for all my mommy stuff. Um, I mostly wear basic clothes, like usually t-shirt and yoga pants um, or like an easy flowy dress. So it's fun to have a bag that stands out and makes the day-to-day -day outfit pop a little. I mean, you you make it glam. You make those mommy <laughs> outfits glam. Thank you. Uh, VinceCamuto.com <laughs> is a one-stop shop for wardrobe staples and occasion pieces that make every moment a chance to express your personal style. When I wear Vince Camuto and I wear my flats, these shoes that I've been wearing, I just feel invincible. I feel so chic and effortless and comfortable, most importantly. So you guys can head to vincecamuto.com slash podcast and use promo code podcast for 20% off your next purchase. And while you're there, you might as well do yourself a favor and sign up to be a part of their VC VIP program, where you can earn member perks, previews and exclusive offers on your next accessories haul. Terms and conditions apply.
I mean, it looks different on everyone, right? Yeah. And, you know, the first year, I mean, not even year, I would say first six months, I was not in this place. I think this is kind of a new version of me recently in the past maybe month or two. But I think I was very intentional in the beginning with not fixing myself, but knowing what I needed to get to this place. So mm-hmm. I did immense amount of therapy work. I yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, I, I was very intentional. How did you know that you should go to therapy? Oh, I mean, who doesn't? I think everyone needs therapy. Yeah, but therapy is like relatively new thing-ish. No, I mean, yes, now it feels like everyone's in therapy, but... I just knew it because at the end of the day, like I've done therapy before. Like I've always been a very strong advocate for therapy for everyone. even if So it's not like this first time through the separation? No, no. I've always had a therapist since, you know, I started realizing that we did have some problems. I just started seeing a therapist early on and she's always guided me and she's always given me the tools that I needed to be able to push through or to, you know, try to make it work. And I just wouldn't be able to get to that place by myself. Like we're all in our own heads so Mm -hmm. much Mm -hmm. and we all, you know, create these scenarios in our own minds. But you just really need to sometimes find someone that will just tell you the facts and the reality of things. And you forget that and you Mm -hmm. can't get there by yourself, especially when you're emotionally not in a good place. So for the first six months, I was doing therapy almost two to three times a week. And it got to the point where towards the end, I was like, I really have nothing else to talk to you about because I'm like, <laughs> I'm healed. I'm I'm like, I, I feel like I've done everything that I could to exert my best self to come out of this situation in the best way possible. And so it was six months of like really intense therapy for me. And yeah. that that really helped me out a lot. But once I came out of it, I just felt like I was ready for the world. Yeah. And I, I don't know, it, it was, it, it was a slow buildup though, because when I first came out, it was almost like coming out of the cocoon, like, <laughs> hello, Hi, hello, <laughs> I'm here, who's there? Uh-huh. And then obviously starting to just build up my confidence again. I think once you go through a divorce and you're single and then you're coming out to the world, you lose that sense of confidence, right? I, I, yeah. 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 You lose that sense of confidence of like, will people judge me? Will they think of me a certain way? Will guys like me? Will they like, will I ever find love again? You know, like you just start questioning yourself. And so when you first come out of that, when I first came out of that, I was very uh, nervous. But then once I got a little taste of it, I was like, oh, Mm-hmm. I still got this. Like, yeah. I still have it. But I wonder if it was because you did all that work. You really mm-hmm. did the work in, I don't know if the right word is healing or, but like really processing and understanding yourself better yeah. through the situation. You have to. You really, really have to. And, you know, I'm very lucky in a sense where I have everything that I need, right? I have kids. I have financial stability. And so I... I feel very lucky in that sense and blessed that I'm not out there trying to look for another love immediately yeah. because I yeah. feel like a lot of people, men or women, yeah. they come out of a relationship being like, oh, I need to find the next one, yeah. right? right? And so that's the mindset you kind of need to get out of first 
and realize that you are the only person that you need. That's right? why when you said date myself back to the Valentine's episode, I was kind of confused, but it totally makes sense yes. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that love has always existed within you. Like the greatest love has always existed within you, but you were just so busy. I was so busy trying to find that love elsewhere. Yeah. But once you realize that you could love yourself as much as anyone else can, you're just like, I don't, I don't have a reason. I don't have like an ulterior motive to meet someone or like go out and date. It's just you're truly just being present and enjoying the moment. And so... Right, like you keep using that or dating myself. But like, can you describe or talk a little bit about what it is that you're learning about yourself? Yeah, I think learning that I am my own whole person mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I think as women and especially as mothers, we identify so much in our own children and we identify so much in our partners and as mm. a wife and as a mother that you kind of lose naturally your own identity. For me, it was like a businesswoman as well. So I've always had to play that role between mom, wife and boss, I guess. And so when all those things get stripped away, right? And you don't have those titles anymore and you're looking at yourself in the mirror. The question is like, what do I like to do? What mm. makes me laugh? What makes me happy? What gets me excited? Mm. And it's just asking yourself those questions of like, who am I, right? Mm -hmm. Outside of these roles and yeah. these titles that we're so tied to. And that was the hardest thing. And I think that's the hardest thing for anybody mm. is really trying to understand who they are after becoming a mother, mm. right? Because I mean, being a mom is a huge thing. Yeah. But then you I mean, almost like wrap yourself, your entire world, your entire being as a mom. I feel like we've been conditioned to that too. Yeah. Right. And they make you feel guilty if you don't, right? I don't think it was one specific moment of clarity. I think it all kind of unraveled slowly but surely. I know every time you come back from Paris, you're like, I have clarity. <laughs> <laughs> Paris is like my cleansing palette, I have to say. There's something about Paris where I've always had my big moments there. And I think even as a start, like from my career, it's like whenever I went to Paris, like I had my big break there. I, I started building up my confidence there. I started like building up my network there. And so whenever I go to Paris, I always have kind of that moment. I think our, my very first trip to Paris was during Couture Week and Suchin came with me. Mm -hmm. And I would literally just be crying wherever I go because I would just see something like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. <laughs> Because I was so present, right? And I was so present. I was so grateful that I got to experience Paris for the first time in my life with this these new set of eyes. Because before, I'll be going to Paris all the time, but I would never enjoy it because I'll be so wrapped up about what the kids are doing, what Alan's doing, what da, 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 like And like next meeting, next, next meeting, next, next, next meeting. Yeah. So the first time I went back to Paris, I was just so grateful. And then... And there's something about Paris where it just, I, I don't know, I just vibe with the people. I, I, I feel like it boosts up my confidence. Like I'm able to, I feel sexy in Paris. Mm, oh, mm, I feel, mm. you know, I feel, I don't know, wanted Desirable. and like mm. desired. And like the men and the women, they all love me. I don't know. There's something special about Paris to me mm -hmm. over there where I feel like I am able Every time I go back, I learn something new about myself. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I actually learned about myself recently, not recently, but I guess in the past few months, is just like not having to always use my masculine energy to prove that I am as good as the boys. 
because mm-hmm. that's, I know that sounds really strange, but I think because I've always been slightly competitive and especially with business, I always felt like I had to hone in on my masculine energy, which is being more aggressive, working hard, like, like I, I let people help you. Or yeah, like, yeah. Not allowing people others to help me when they, they ask and just letting them know I could do it on my own. Like that's always been how I, how I've been for yeah. the past few years. Or of you my want life. it to be seen that way? Yeah. Yeah. Like on the exterior, that's how I wanted people to perceive me as like this tough girl that mm. has can do it all. That on can her wear own. the pants. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can't help myself but think that I probably brought that energy to my marriage too, right? Mm-hmm. Which. I'm learning a lot about of like what works and what doesn't work. But there's this feminine energy that we all have as women that I never knew that really existed. But it's so powerful. It's very powerful. <laughs> I'm learning about that. And with the feminine energy, it's just being softer and and being able to be yourself in your own skin without having to act tough all the time. Mm. And you could actually get more of your way that way, I think, <laughs> than being aggressive and tough. And and so I'm learning so much about myself as a woman and my own needs and just kind of how I can bring that into my next eventual relationship. And that's one thing that I've learned is that the feminine energy is very powerful mm-hmm. and and we shouldn't be ashamed of using it, right? Yeah. Feminism is a, a beautiful thing. And yeah. 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 I mean, wars were fought over women. <laughs> and yeah, we Empires pre- fell down because of women. We are pretty powerful. We're pretty good. Another um, thing that I learned this past year is really advocating for myself, you know, and rocking the boat. They always say make good trouble, right? Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. it was during BLM, Black Lives Matter, where people were saying, make good trouble. You know, it's like make noise when it's needed. Don't don't be the silent one. Mm-hmm. Don't be the one who is complacent and wanting to make peace with everyone. Because that's how I think we all kind of grew yeah. up as immigrant parents. It's yeah. like, don't make trouble. Yeah. But for me, that's why I stayed in kind of a very toxic, unhealthy relationship for so long because I didn't want to make trouble. I yeah. didn't want to rock the boat. I didn't want to cause any harm to this life that I created. But I've learned that it's more, it's important to advocate for yourself and also to speak up and take action, even if it, it makes a mess. Yeah. Even if it does get dirty, you know, everything always gets cleaned up afterwards. But renewed, like you said, like you're talking about this, like Phoenix rising, it's like almost a rebirth, a renewing of self and family. Like you are re- you're reconstructing your family. Yeah. In a and this way. kind of goes back to our episode of raising the good the girls, good girls, right? Yeah. So now what I do with Chloe is, because I think her natural tendency is to not speak up, is mm-hmm. just to kind of stay silent. So I'm always telling her, you know, it's important that you speak your mind and you speak up, even if you get in trouble, even yeah. if it means that someone might not agree with you. It's very, very important that you speak up. So I'm always encouraging her with that because I think that maybe if I was raised that way, not that my parents were not good parents or wonderful parents, but maybe a red flag would have gone off quicker for me and been like, okay, no, I'm not doing this, right? Yeah, the marriage you mean. Yeah. Yeah. 
but because my what my upbringing was to really kind of not rock the boat, yeah. to keep the peace, to be thankful, to be thankful Always for what thankful. you have, yeah. be the good girl. Yeah. Um, if you guys haven't listened to our episode on being the good girl, you guys definitely should because we talk about kind yeah. of how to raise the next generation of girls to be able to speak up and speak mm-hmm. their mind. But yeah, in my 30s, I learned that. Honestly, I feel like I feel like that's early compared to. I mean, some people don't. Ever it takes that. them even longer, yeah. Yeah. So that that was probably the biggest thing in when I was 36. What I learned is just like, who cares what people think, oh. right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Not yeah. if you're betraying yourself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you have to live with yourself for the rest of your life. You might as well enjoy yourself mm-hmm. and... Not saying that every moment has to be a pleasurable moment, mm-hmm. but I think what you know in your gut if something feels right and if yeah. something's off, right? Yeah. And you have to trust that gut instinct. Yeah, and yeah. make that choice yeah. and not be scared. And I think also my next thing was like <clears throat> aligning yourself with what where you want to go, even though it seems scary. I think there's a power in... In knowing where you want to go, but also not overthinking it. Because the minute that you're like, okay, I want to do this, but how is it going to happen? Like, what what are the like what is my life going to look like in ten years? If I, I mean, of course, you have to play that in your head at least once. But it also can stifle you from making any actions, right, or taking action. So, I think just thinking about the next best thing. Mm-hmm for me, helped me a lot, right? Yeah. Just focus on what's in front. What's right Take in care front of, that, of you. And then the next thing will come when it comes. Because I've always been such a big planner, right? Yeah. Like I knew exactly where, how my life was going to look like. But I mean, I did. And look t- where it took you. It's yeah. crazy because you you do, you did do all of the planning and then it kind of still took you here. Yeah. yeah. In a different route, right? Yeah. In a very different route. So what I was, and Suchin was telling me this when I was going through it. But she says that I don't even know how to explain it. But when you align yourself where you need to go and what you need to do and you align yourself in the right path and you just become open to the possibilities, things just happen for you. Mm -hmm. Things will just fall into place. And so it's one of those things that it's really hard to understand until you experience it. And I really didn't understand it until… I was in it yeah. because every morning I'll wake up and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like where, I don't know where I'm sleeping. I don't know where I'm going. Like, I don't, I, I don't know where my kids are going to be. Like, it was just, it was scary. Right. Yeah. But all I knew was I, I was on, I was doing what I was supposed to do. Right. That's okay. all I knew. Oh, so you're saying like you understood the end goal. Yeah. But the day to day was something you had to figure out as it came. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're And doing? so I was aligning myself to where I wanted to be. Right. Yeah. And then the world, God, just took care of the rest. Like yeah. literally things would happen. Like the next mm-hmm. day, you know, we would find the house that we are currently living at because yeah. the owner like couldn't pay for mm. the mortgage anymore. So now, you know, like like opportunity, just things happen mm. randomly, mm-hmm. right? If you're aligned in, if you're positioning yourself to where you want to go and where mm. you want to be. And so… That openness for me what has been a new way of living and thinking. Mm-hmm. Because before it was almost like I had to have control over everything that has happened. And usually it doesn't happen because I'm so such a control freak. But it's almost like you just kind of let it go and things happen. So I know this sounds very like 
new agey, fluffy, <laughs> like, but I get it now once I've gone through the fire and I'm just like, oh, wow, I can't believe I'm just still here. Just trust it. Just trust it. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, know your gut and trust it. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, I think the last thing for me is my community, like, relying on them and having them show up for me was a big, big, I think, healing process for me or part of the healing process for me because I was always the type of person that never wanted help from other people. Yeah, I would always avoid people trying to help me because I felt like I would owe them something. Is that or, part of like the whole masculinity energy I think you're so. talking about? Yeah. I think that's part of kind of me being like, I can do this on my own. Yeah, I don't need it. I don't need it. Yeah. But also kind of this guilt of like, oh, if they do something for me, I have to do something back for them. You know, mm. that kind of mentality. Yeah, I see. And... So I would always be very closed off on receiving any help from people. And so I would always kind of like bear the pain on my own. But for the first time ever, I was like, I cannot do this on my own. And just opening up to you guys, my friends, but also... Well, Lynn wouldn't let you. I know, she wouldn't <laughs> she, let me. She would not let you do it on your own. I mean, you guys were all so incredible. It's just like, I just think about the early days of like, just waking up being like, what the hell? What am I doing? And then you guys would show up and I'll be like, oh, okay. It's gonna I be could okay. do this. It's, it's going to be, be okay. okay. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was a big, big part. And still what brings like tears to my eyes mm -hmm. still, it's just like my people showing up for me and mm -hmm. like my parents, right? Like, God, they like sold their house and like moved down to LA yeah. to Help raise the kids with me. Mm -hmm. And like, I just think about how hard it would have been for me to do that on my own. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, just the self-betrayal. I mean, just the thought that you, you had to do it on your own. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know like how many days, day after day after day you were telling yourself that, that you had to do it on your own. Yeah. 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 And so I think the community showing up for me and me being open to getting, receiving their help, like really transformed me and also softened me as a person. Mm -hmm. Because once I received that love and that help, I'm like, oh, like I want to help other people now. Like yeah. I want to do this for the community and the people that are going through this as yeah. well. And that kind of like spiraled and kind of snowballed into me just being an open human being, right? Yeah. Just wanting to connect with people and to chat with them. And, you know, I, I was not like that before. Like no, I, I know. did not want to hang out with no, people. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I think just overall in general, it's made me a whole human being. Again, allow, it has allowed me to be present, but also really feel all the emotions of like what joy feels like, what sadness feels like, and just kind of really going through them without sugarcoating them. You know, I think a lot of people now might look at me and be like, oh my gosh, she's ha having the time of her life. Like she didn't go through any pain, but I, I, you know, I like anyone else had to go through that and really just do my work there. But I think, I think all of this has led me led up to this rising phoenix moment for me. And I need to get you the costume. I can't I know I need that red feathery dress you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. But I, I still can't believe that I'm here like a year later. Mm. Talking about talking it. Talking about mm -hmm. it. Because mm -hmm. that's a I mean they say that's another layer that shows that you you're healing and that you're growing from it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I couldn't even talk about it a few months ago because I would just feel so uncomfortable about it. Mm -hmm. But now it's like this is what I've been through and I'm proud of it. And it's mm -hmm. like Mm. my scars right mm -hmm. but it's like my proud scars that I want to show people and share with them kind of my stories and 
And you know, like as I talked about in the co-parenting episode, my ex and I, we have a great co-parenting relationship. And so it all kind of worked out and can't think of co-parenting with anyone else but him because we've just made such great partners. So for me to even say that, that's a miracle in itself, Mm -hmm. right? It is. And yeah, but then if I, I, I wish... I recorded myself more in the beginning stages. Oh, oh, just uh-huh. so people like could see like the rawness, the rawness, yeah. and like the heartbreak and like the pain, and no one, no one really sees that until after they've healed, right? Yeah. And yeah. you know, for me, I feel like I've healed now, but in the beginning stages, I was a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Like, and I hope that this gives people hope that you know. They can go through the they fire too. They can go too. through the fire too. Yeah. And even if you can't even imagine being happy ever again, trust me, you will be real happy again one mm-hmm. day. It might not be now. It might not be until a few months later, a few years later. But when that happiness shines through, you're going to feel it like you've never felt it before. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> and I think for you, it's also you made a decision and you are owning your decision. I actually think that's really important thing to do. Yeah. Instead of, like you said earlier, like things were just happening to you and you were just going through the motions. Like you go to high school, you go to college, you get married, you have a baby, you buy a house. So instead of like going through this mo- the motion yeah. and then you, you know, maybe even staying in the marriage because that's like what the good girl does. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Like the fact that you t- made a decision, a really difficult decision for yourself. And like yeah. you said, choosing yourself first. And then letting the rest be what it needs to be. Yeah. And I, I mean, just that alone to me is incredibly powerful. Yeah. And then you now coming and picking up whatever you need to do. Yeah. It's really empowering. One of my goals this year was to really spend more time together as a family doing hands-on projects to create more memories together. I am so thankful for our KiwiCo subscription because they literally send you in a box something that you can do as a family or your child can do with a little bit of your help. With KiwiCo subscription, your child can discover something new all year long. Kids can discover the engineering and mechanics behind every object, the science and chemistry of cooking, geography and culture from new cultures, and brand new art and design techniques. We constructed a marble-powered mechanism that helps keep Time. We experimented with the timer and designed new paths to help the marbles run faster, slower, and everything in between. Chloe's favorite part was watching the marbles go. Her face just lit up. Then we used our mechanism to time ourselves while creating colorful dip dye wood art. It was really, really fun. Your child can get super cool, hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered right to your door every single month. They'll be so excited to see these arrive in the mail. The day the box arrives will be their favorite day. Trust me. And as a busy parent, I get it. It can be so hard to find creative ways to keep your child busy and challenged. KiwiCo does a legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. There's something for kids of all ages. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel at any time. Redefine learning with play. Explore hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills all year long. Get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line with code BUMO at kiwico.com. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com. Promo code BUMO. It's really empowering when you're able to own up uh, to what you 
know is to be true it's, and what yeah. you want to do and not having to explain yourself to anybody else. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And for a minute, it took me a while because I think I told you this a while ago. In the very early stages, I would do things, but I would always justify it. Like I would tell Lynette, like, I'm going to do this, but it's because I have to do X, Y, and Z. Like I'm going to travel here, but because I, I need to work. She's like, you need to stop justifying and just mm-hmm. do it because you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's totally a valid enough reason. We are done explaining ourselves. Yeah. yeah. But I get it. As a mother, that's really hard. When I you mean, have- you have to explain to your children. You you that's, That needs to be there, but that's what you're doing. Yeah. But to the larger population, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't no. think so either. And truth be told, I never really believed it. But it's true that kids are much better off living in two separate households with two happy parents living mm-hmm. separately Versus two unhappy parents living under the same room. hundred percent. I don't think any grown children wants to be like, look back at their family life and be like, oh, my mom stayed in this bad marriage because of me. Like, I don't think I would ever want that. Yeah. I would never want to say that about, you know what I mean? Like, I would never want that for my own mom or dad. Not at all. And yeah. all of a sudden they become like the burden. The excuse. The yeah. excuse. The scapegoat. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, I don't. I don't. I don't believe that. And kids so fast to pick up on things. Like the other day, Chloe was like, mommy, you're really happy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I am really mm-hmm. happy. And she's like, I'm happy too. Mm-hmm. And so. Angel. I know, such an angel. Just yeah. like picks up on energy. And I think mm-hmm. energy in the household is so, so important. And if that means having two separate households to That'll have that great energy, that's that's okay. And, you know, that was the biggest thing for me to come to, I guess, be okay with just because I, I grew up from such a traditional Korean Christian household. Yeah that I thought I would be the black sheep of the family. Yeah. And I, I'm really not. I have actually feel like I've set the example for my family now. But, but the, even like, even if you did become the black sheep, like, yeah. I mean, thank God your parents have been really responsive. But even if they, for whatever reason, were like, were really disappointed in you, I feel, I, I mean, I'm just speaking, but like, I would, I think like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. Like at some I probably at wouldn't some live point, with them. Right. <laughs> yeah. At some point, the cost is too high. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even if your parents were disappointed, but you would be like, but this is still really what I need to do for myself. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And it's your life. It's no one else's life. It's yeah. not your parents' life to live. It's not your kid's life to live. It's your life to yeah. live. And this sounds so cheesy, but... We're well, willing to cheesy things We here. love cheesy <laughs> things. It's... As I'm getting older, now that I'm 37... So old. <sighs> You know what what made me feel really old is oh. that when I go to Fashion Week oh. and I see all these kids come through and they're like, oh my God, Christelle. And it's very flattering to me, but at the same time, it makes me feel really old. <laughs> they're like, Christelle, like, I grew up um, when I was a teenager watching you and <laughs> I've dreamed to be in the same room as you. And you're like a pillar of like fashion. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. But at the same time, it makes me realize that I've been doing it for so long, mm-hmm. right? Which how all, long? How, how? I mean, like two decades, maybe almost. No, not two. No, de- no. Probably about fifteen years. Yeah. Okay. Almost two de- decades. But, but it shows you that when you're in something and you're just like going about, it just happens within a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. You become the old one, right? <laughs> you become the one that. When I was six, I looked yeah, up to you. <laughs> exactly. And so, going back to what I was saying, 
it's like it goes by within a blink of an eye. Yeah. Of course, when you're in it, it just feels very long, very hard. But overall, when you step back, you're, you're going to be like, wow, that happened so, so fast. Time goes by so fast. I'm getting older by the minute. <laughs> and the decisions that you make now is going to cost you later on, yeah. right? Yeah. And so for me, it's one of the best things that I've done for myself. And that's mm-hmm. why I always say that April is going to be my forever rising phoenix month. <laughs> I, love it. I will be celebrating all month long because I did choose myself and mm. I've never been happier. So I love that. I yeah. love that so much. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. This is not easy. I think some people might think this is easy. This is not easy. No, no, no. it no. took a village. It really took a village. <sighs> To like kind of help me, carry me through. Also the kids, I'm so proud of the kids, right? And I tell them every day, like, I'm so proud of you guys. Like, you guys are like little resilient creatures. Like, not a skin in their bone, like, has been damaged by this. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, I'm proud of how Alan and I handled it too. Because I think, because we're so in line with one another, that they came out to be just really lovely human beings yeah. i mean we'll see five years from now no, ten years from now <laughs> they are lovely human beings they really are oh yeah and and like just showing that they can you can demonstrate healthy co-parenting yeah it's also relatively newish yeah like you know and it's not easy to do i mean most a lot of people end up with very difficult you know relationships and for you guys to really put the kids first is important it's admirable and respectable yeah yeah i'm very very grateful i think you know when you have the kids in mind and that's your priority we we talk about this in the co-parenting episode and i talk about like tips and things that i've done that has really worked so if you guys haven't listened to that make sure to listen to that episode but i think no matter what the situation is as much as you hate each other or dislike each other if you put the kids first and their needs first nothing else matters yeah like everything else will go by the wayside and and you will do what is best for them i think that's really worked out for us so i'm really proud of us and i'm just excited to be 37 i feel like 36 (laughs) i went through it that was a year that i made the decision 37 is like you're seeing kind of the benefits and reaping the yes you'll be seeing me living my best life (laughs) In Miami. <laughs> in Miami. <laughs> Love it. You deserve it. Oh, well, thank you guys. Oh, we forgot to take a lunch break. <laughs> Sorry, I talked a lot in this episode. You did, how rude. I had a lot to say. Oh my gosh, why are you pouring your heart out right now? I'm hungry. <laughs> it's my birthday month, okay? We're going to forget all the lunch breaks. <laughs> we'll do a double lunch break for you guys next week with really good products, I promise. If any of you guys are going through what I went through, Make sure to let me know on DMs and or even just like message me just because. Let me give you her cell phone number. Hold no, on. no, 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 no. We're not going that far. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, I, I remember the beginning days. I was just trying to find people to talk to that were going through what I was going through. And the people that were able to just like give me an advice, a line or two, just like gave me all the hope that I needed. 
So I can't promise that I will get back to you, but I will do my best because I want to be here for you guys. I want to pay it forward for anyone that is going through. I know it is incredibly challenging, but I hope that my story gives you a little bit of hope and light as I did not think I would ever be able to be happy ever again. And here I am happier than I've ever been. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, please DM me, DM Sarah as well. And yes, I have a lot to say. Yeah, she has a lot to say. She actually, Sarah was actually one of the pillars for me. No. I mean, her and Lynette really were, and my parents, it was them three that, and Suchin as well, that helped me get through what I went through. And so just having these people in your life, I mean, I hope you have at least one person that you yeah. can talk to and lean on during this time because it's all I needed to get through this period of my life. So. Thank you, And love Sarah. you. Love you too. Yeah, well, we will see you guys in the next episode. Let us know what you guys want us to talk about. Yes, please send us some ideas, suggestions, what's going on at, in your house. What are some of the things that you're thinking about? And we would love to talk about them. Bye. See you next Bye, guys. week. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumo Brain on Instagram. 